0: yet to all who did receive him to those who believed in his name he gave the right to become children of God glory to God we are children of God next verse please 13 children born not of natural descent nor human decision of a husband's will but born of God hallelujah we are born of God glory to God glory to God. Tell the person beside you. You are born of God. I am born of God. I am the child of God. God is my daddy. I am God's son. I'm not orphaned. I'm not disadvantaged. I'm wow, wow, wow. I'm always I am always helped. I am God's favorite child. God's favorite child. And I know I've said this before that God doesn't have favorites, but if all of us are saying we are God's favorite child, do you get it? So God yes, God doesn't have favorites, but I'm God's favorite child and you are God's favorite child. So all his children are his favorite children. But again, he doesn't have a preferential treatment towards us. Um yeah. Whoop. So besides still waters. Besides still waters. Um, So the purpose of this teaching is to help us realize that we are free to have desires and ambition. In fact, that it's important that we have desires and ambition. That we have a strong will and desire to dream. A strong will and desire to want much more out of life. right? A strong will and desire to desire beyond your immediate circumstance. To desire beyond what you see now. Desire even beyond what you were born into, right? So um, I know how we generally hear generational causes, right? We hear it a lot. And sometimes we think that it's, it's just the things that they have gone to plant under the ground, right? But the fact is that we, inf- we reinforce generational character, we reinforce habits. Right? We reinforce habits and largely because of what you see, you're born into a certain community, family, and um, you see a pattern, you become aware of the pattern, you reinforce the pattern, you then see it in your life. Do you get? So a lot of times, yeah, there may be things hidden on the ground, whatever, but a lot of times too, so we reinforce these generational patterns. We actually reinforce them. So, the truth about it is that the way to stop a generational curse or whatever that is, right, beyond understanding, first, exactly to be aware of who you are in Christ, right, that there is now a new chasm, right, and this blood has drawn the line between you guys and me, right, and you guys here is them, between them and myself, right, and so whatever used to affect you, cannot affect me, right? Whatever used to be patterns cannot affect me. And it also calls us to be diligent in, you know, paying attention, oh, this thing is a pattern, these things are patterns, right? They're not happening, they're not going to happen in my life. And be careful not to reinforce them as happenings in your your life as well, right? So I'll take this as a word for somebody. But yeah, so um, be careful not to reinforce them as happenings in your own life. If not, you say repeat. Right? So if you don't want to see a rip- anything you don't like, you don't tolerate it. Right? Anything you don't want to continue seeing, you tell it no. You've ended here. Your reign has ended. Your rule has ended. Not here. Not here. Not anymore. Not today. Not yesterday. Not anymore. Why? Why do we have the right to? Because I now belong to a new family. So let's just say in this family, they said that I they used to marry at 31 or it's a trend or a pattern that you see or here um um they don't have children or every child they have they have like 15 miscarriages before they have children and we know this these things i'm saying are not out of line people have these situations they have 15 maybe three miscarriages three fifteen three 15 miscarriages before they finally have children or it's a pattern that all of them when they marry sha they their husbands leave. they they have married like 15 husbands um, crazy things happen, right? People have patterns that again, I'm not sure why I'm saying this. But okay, I'll continue. Many things happen in people's lives, right? And it's very possible that, yeah, generational whatever, but you owe it to yourself to reinforce a new generation. You owe it to yourself to reinforce a new family, right? We Re- owe it to yourself. Don't be blind, though. Don't be blind. Be aware and don't be, don't be foolish. Don't be foolish. Don't be foolish. Um, the covering of Jesus over you has to be reinforced. So don't be foolish, right? I hope you get what I mean. Don't lay your house and not do anything. And doing anything is actually prayer, in your confessions, making the right decisions and steps to make sure you circumvent whatever existed. Do you understand? So being unaware doesn't do you any good, right? Being nonchalant is even worse. I know. I know, but eh, I say what else? What do you want to do? nah? It doesn't make you any better. So be aware. Don't be nonchalant. Right. But every single time reinforce your victory right there's also a part of learning don't be foolish don't be unaware don't be nonchalant. right anything you don't want anything you want you don't want or you want to change you make deliberate efforts to reinforce the new over the old do we hear do we hear so i don't want us living under bondages that god did not that's not your new life right that's not your new life right i promise you eh the blood of jesus this one that we like sprinkling as perfume is more than enough. Is more than enough. Is more than enough over that life situation. Is more than enough over that repeated. It doesn't matter if it's been 20 generations before you. I promise you that it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if it's been three generations before you. But that you want it, you don't want to see it again, is more than enough. And because you're a child of God, you have authority, right? So you enforce from the place of God is my father right the baba 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 people or the baban laws of your family they don't affect me anymore right the whatever happened there doesn't affect me so i'm not going to see what you guys have seen right and you declare the word of god over your life on those areas if there are specific areas you've noticed big prayer pick bible verses and anchor your faith in those places right and repeat god's word consistently over that matter And in cases where you need to learn how to do therapy, so you get out of a a certain mind environment, please do it. Please. I'm very certain at this point that this is for somebody or more people. So in certain situations where you have to do mind, you know, have to get out of a particular mind mind mindset, please help yourself and do it. Right? What you've seen for 10 to 20 years of your life cannot be corrected in one minute. It's impossible. If they've lied to you, it's not possible. It's not magic. It doesn't work like that. Because what you've seen has become ingrained as reality. So you want to stop seeing it as reality. It means you're cultivating new realities. Right? So be careful. Be very careful to reinforce only what God has given you. Right? It's why it's not foolishness when sick people say, I am... Um, strong, how do they say it? I am strong. I am strong, right? It's not foolishness. Again, you go to the doctor and say, What's wrong with you? I'm strong. Okay, you can leave. So, right, but again, get my point. So be careful to reinforce what you want to see, not what you're tired of seeing. Hmm? Are we good? Okay, so yes, um, the purpose of today is to help us understand that we can desire beautiful things. We can Desire everything that God has put within us. And most importantly, we should desire, right? As believers, we should desire. So Psalm 23. Just put, uh, yeah, Psalm 23. The Lord is my shepherd. I lack nothing. Next verse. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside quiet waters. Next verse. He refreshes my soul. He guides me along the right paths for his name's sake. Even though I walk through the darkest valley, I will fear no evil, for you are with me, your rod and they comfort me. Five, you prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil, my cup overflows. Surely your goodness and love will follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Amen. Forever and ever. Amen. So, the Lord is my shepherd. I lack nothing. Some verses say, some versions say, I shall not want. I shall not go wanting. So, I particularly like this version, how it says, I lack nothing, because all the women had grown up and said, I, sh- um, I shall not want. I never understood what it meant. I promise you. I just used to say, Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. But, I never, it didn't make sense to me. So, when I, it, um, when I finally found this version, whenever I did, I was like, oh, uh-huh, this is what they were saying all the while. So yes, or I shall not want. Right. So it's similar to saying that God has supplied all our needs according to his riches in glory. Right? But super important to pay attention to verse 4 that says, Even though I walk through the darkest valley, I fear no evil, for you are with me. Your word and your staff, they comfort me. It means that it's not unlikely that issues arise even when God has sent you. So it means that it is not unlikely, it's not uncommon that situations arise when we ascend It's not unlikely. It's <laughs> imagine now that you say you want to go to do Access Bank Marathon, right? <laughs> this is my sober news. But like, imagine you want to go and do Access Bank Marathon, and you get there. That's a long journey, but let's say you shall get there. And you say, ah, you know you and God, because I believe God cares about the mundane things as well. And I believe that, oh, you yeah, and God, you're going. It does not mean. <laughs> Now, if you faint at the third kilometer, God did not send you, right? It does not mean, but I mean, because you have sense, you have started running since. It's not the day they say Access Bank is running, you start running, because <laughs> you may run out of life, but that's another story. <laughs> so that's a joke. But we get my point, that even though we walk through the darkest valley, we fear no evil. I was listening to something, I heard something last week, and and he said was um, that we must believe that all things work together for the good of those who love God right and so that even if uh, even if the alley looks dark even if the circumstance looks very very fruitless at the moment even if it looks stressful even if it looks tiring even if it looks like there's nothing coming out of it right we know that he is with us we know that he is with us that our greatest confidence is the fact that God is with me. God is with me. God is with me. God is with me. Right? Even if you carry your two left legs and enter, job, God is with me. Right? He's not leaving me alone. He's not letting me be. He's not, we're not orphans. So God is with me. Right? So um, the leading of the spirit is central to living well. God doesn't want us to lack right? So we know that God doesn't want us to lack anything. However, God is not going to throw money at us. I wish he did, but he will not. So God, I wish to, but God is not going to say, hey, 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 say, say, uh-uh, smile for me. I love it. Take money. God is not going to do that. I really wish he would. Maybe I have, God, take this as motivation to do it, but yeah, he won't, you can't do it. But yeah, so like God will naturally not do that, right? He won't just Money at us, right? But he will lead us into prosperity, right? He will lead us into believing that we can do much more. He will lead us into seeing that we can do much more. He will lead us into then doing much more, right? Applying ourselves, right? Pushing us here, nudging us there, right? And all of this comes from our, the inward witness, right? We know, if you've been to this for a while, you know that we teach here that. The greatest leading every believer must rely on is the inward witness. Not even a third party. Not even the prophet that lives in your compound. Right? Not even the prophet that has told you 15 generations before you um, all the life situations and it happened. Not even that. Right? But that because you carry the Holy Spirit, right? You have God's answers within you. Right? You can expect to be led in everything. We can expect to be led in everything. Right. So, um, you know, so it means that there will be spirit led physical and mental activities, a time of process and growth, right? So then God will lead us in plenty. So it's like bricks upon bricks, right? Bricks upon bricks, right? In, that's why here in TDC, we all say strongly get a job. Get a job. Get a job. If you're not getting a job, add to your skills, right? Add to your skills. Get a job, add to your skills. Don't sit down and sleep. Don't sit down and wait for money. Don't how many times I said three times. Hold your year. Don't sit down and sleep. Right? Don't sit down and sleep. Right? A lot of things that we see out there has taken years of hard work. Years of hard work. I like mo- <laughs> me, I like to bottom, but I like that I just move the land and dollars is raining. I like that I moved left a billion dollars on me. I love it. But does it really happen that way? Not true. Not true. Not true. Not true. So we apply ourselves. If you're in TGC, a character trait of TGC people is that we're not lazy. A character trait of TGC people is that we are Enterprise. So we apply ourselves. Even if you do a nine to five, you have the spirit of ownership. If you're into just, if you don't have it before, I've say it now. It's now, now you are it. So really, you apply yourself to the work that you do. And if you run a business, you apply yourself. You apply yourself. You're in school. Apply yourself even much more. Even much more. Even much more. Even much more. And the group of people that say, I'm going to school, I don't, have, I don't have any plans for the degree. No problem. But apply yourself. Right? Unless, unless you actually have built a company already that is waiting to employ you. Ah, you may actually end up using that certificate, too. Maybe not the course but the degree you graduated with. I'm, I'm, at least I know I'm right, but... Some of us, some, I mean, it's great now that there are a lot of jobs that don't even ask you for what you graduated with. I'm happy for us all. I'm happy that there are a lot of you know, jobs that don't want to ask you. In fact, they don't even know if you've graduated. You only told them. They didn't even ask you bring your, what they call it, NYC something, your school degree something. But there are a lot of jobs as well that will ask you, bring your proof of graduation. You say you graduated with a this, now bring your results. A lot of jobs. And as long as you haven't built a company where you are setting the type you will get, uh, ah, do well in school. So that if you end up in the companies that require you to present your documents, and the companies I'm talking about I'm talking about the big firms actually. I'm not talking about like fintechs and the cool guys. Nah. I'm actually talking about the corporates. You'd need to present these things. So unless you build a company in your name, where once I'm done with school, bro, I'm employing myself. If not <laughs> If not, do well in school. Do well in school. You want a job in Google. Nice, but you may go from Access Bank to Google. No sub. You may go from Access Bank to Google. and Access Bank requires your um, certificate. Then you may go from your school to Google, and you may not need a certificate, right? You May go from Shell to Google. You may go from UBA to Shell. may go from, I'm just letting us understand the many ways, the many triangles, zigzagger that can actually happen, right? You may go from law school to never needing your law degree for 10 years. And then one day, you may need to pull it out, right? You may go from Google to Shell. However, right, right? But point is, if you're in school now, please graduate well. Do your best wherever you are at. Do your best, right? Do your best wherever you are at. Do your very, 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 very best. Awesome. And I'm particularly speaking to students because I know that there's a lot of run and drive in the world now to just make money is up, right? So it can be, if you're in school, you can feel like you're slow because everybody's just earning something. Or you know, lives are moving faster and yours is not. But the best you can do for yourself where you are is work on your grades, right? Are we good? Thank you, guys. Okay, so um, the leading of God's spirits will lead us into peace and refreshing. But that is not all, right? He would also lead us through dark valleys, so that in the presence of challenges we are stretched, right? So the presence of challenges is not the absence of God. Right? The fact that it is hard and turbulent does does not mean that God is not in it with us. Right? The fact is not easy peasy. The fact that it doesn't feel like vanilla cake doesn't make it anti God's will. Right? The fact that you have to wake up every day and apply yourself to that job is not anti God's will. The fact that you're taking a course that's costing you money is not anti God's will. Right? The fact that your friends are sleeping but you have a course to do it's not anti God's will. The fact that, let we'll me more, more things to add to the fact. The fact that all your friends are eating a bar and sleeping well and you, you are running at the gym it's not anti God's will. Can I get a glory? <laughs> yes. It's not anti God's will. It's not anti God's will. It's not so. The fact that it's not easy doesn't make it anti God's will, right? Good, because we're in this world and we must apply it to even the systems of the world. You want a job? You apply like a normal person now. Do you understand? So it means that while 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 um is holding your life, right? The human being that's going to interview is going to not. There is grace that's filtering everything, you know. But bro, you're not going to be saying, ooh, ha, ooh, ha. <laughs> you're not going to be there saying rubbish. I'm going to say, ah, grace, grace, grace. They go, they go. It doesn't work that way, right? So it means that we apply ourselves. We get ready. We will prepare. We'll do our very best to prepare. Hmm? It's, it's the TGC way that here in TGC, we prepare. In TGC, we prepare. OK. So, um. There are necessary hardships that have to come with human experiences. Everybody, if you can ride a bicycle here, you know something they told all of us was that you must fall down. I don't even know why they say that rubbish, but every time, everybody I know, ah, you must fall down, they will ask you, ah, where are your injuries? You've not injured, you're still learning. As if, you know, it's, the, it's, the, it's how you show you have been through it. And I mean, I don't remember falling down, Sha. but I think I even, I don't remember, but, yeah. But I did sure. But I know that it's a thing everybody tells you, you must fall down if you're going to ride a bicycle, right? Because and it's because you're learning to go from manage, you're learning to grow in managing your own balance on two wheels that are clearly aligned in the same way. Do you get? So there's first the fear. If you've ever rode a bicycle, you know that when you were learning, there was the fear of ha, how this bicycle holds me on a straight like it's that first fear of eh, I'm going to be on this bicycle, right? And then sometimes you're stuck in that fear for a long time before you finally close your eyes and there's somebody who push you from the back and you go, right? So the reality is that learning whatever happened, if you fail, if you do not fall, right, was part of the experience of learning how to ride a bicycle, right? So at the end of the day, there are natural circumstances. Look at having a child. If you're going to get pregnant and if you're going to have a baby, it takes nine months of being pregnant. Abby? In those nine months, I don't know what happens, but in those nine months, things happen. Plenty of things happen to the mind, to the body, right? But it doesn't make it anti-God's will, do we see? It doesn't make it anti-God's will. So I know that for the sake of instant gratification, we like the outcome more than the processes, naturally, but we must learn to begin to appreciate the process as well. We must, in fact, I was like to prepare for the processes. Oh, I want to have a baby. Baby because, example, I want to have a baby. Right? Processes, oh, going. my body is going to be in a particular mode for nine months. Right? I'm preparing myself for nine months ahead. Right? So whatever happens, I don't know what happens. but Whatever is happening, you're better prepared. Right? And as the first month, second, third, fourth, fifth months are coming. You're in a state of taking in the entire process, as opposed to just the outcome, right? It's, it's a thought process we have to learn, because we like instant gratification. And it's not just she's me too. I want to put my seeds in the ground and watch a tree grow right in front of me, but doesn't work that way, right? So must, since nature itself doesn't even appeal to instant gratification, I must unlearn it. I must just learn to unlearn it. Are we good? Awesome. Okay, Um, so sometimes, I say this carefully, sometimes God will lead us from green pastures and still waters into dark valleys. Sometimes it's our foolishness, right? But sometimes God needs to shake up our comfort zone into more challenging situations, right? So please, though, this is not to say that every situation you are in now is God that took you there. No, not at all. There are things that we do out of our own foolishness, right? But a lot of times as well, the, the prayers of growth that we pray require stretching. The prayers of the desires, even the ambition of growth that we want desires stretching, excuse me, desires just a little more sometimes. Sometimes desires requires just a 0.1 more percent, right? So it can look stretching. It can feel hard. It can feel annoying. It can feel like too much, right? But the reality is that sometimes even God shakes us up, up into this place where we need to stop being comfortable so that we can add more, right? right. Good. So um, fun fact is, it may not even look as beautiful anymore when you're now in that person. Like, ah, oh, Jesus, it's even so annoying, right? But that's the thing with learning to just appreciate the process as part of the outcome as well okay, all of these pieces make up this large puzzle, right? And I'm currently in this part of this piece, so that at the end of the day, I have a full puzzle. Do we get? Okay. So, um, so leading of the spirits is many times gentle, right? So point is that not every time will God scream to us and say, Chidera, Chidera, rise up now. Chidera, Chidera, do this now. Chidera, Chidara, eat your lunch now. Chidara, Chidara, take that course now. Chidara, Chidara, marry that boy now. Glory. But no, not every time with God's these things, right? So um, God's leading for us is first from within, right? Because we have his Holy Spirit. So in case you're listening to us online, church, and you're not saved, God's leading for you is not exactly from within, no. Please wait. I need to explain that God's leading for us Is because we have a spirit within us. Do we get? So when we say inward witness, it's the Holy Spirit that you have. It's not just tumbo tumbo, right? Right? So um, it is the fact that we have the Holy Spirit. Therefore, we can be led. Therefore, we can be led. But also, we can even confuse our desires with the leading. And that's the power of the necessity for the renewed mind. It's the reason why we need to have our minds renewed because the more we renew our minds the more we're able to properly discern god's will right the more we're able to properly discern god's will that way a situation can look even beautiful but we know it is not god's will right a situation can look juicy and nice but we know that mm-mm, mm-mm, it's not god's will right Um, For instance, you have a job where you earn 100k, and you get a new job offer that's going to do 4x that. That's 400k. Sounds like a good thing, Abby. It is a good thing, right? But then you look at the situation of the job and everything. Like, I like the money, but I really like the job. (laughs) That's the first question. And then, maybe you pray, spend time, or not even spend time, but you pray, and then you check. Like, nah, nah, it's not it, right? It can look nice and juicy, but doesn't make it God's will. Right? Doesn't make it God's will. Right? Because it requires us to, because our minds are renewed, right? There's a height of common sense that we have. Right? And it may not be easily discerned by everybody else, but it's okay. So sometimes there'll be times when you have to turn down the easier for the harder there are times when we have to turn down the less appealing, pardon me, the greater appealing for the less appealing. Right? Right? Because sometimes God is not even leading you in that way yet. Right? Okay. So I just realized I say right a lot. I just realized it this week, I listened to myself say something. You know, somebody had said it like two weeks ago and told me, um, you say right a lot, and I'm like, ah, no, it's not that bad. And I listened to a voice note, I sent somebody right, and I'm like, I listen, I said like right fifteen times in the world, but I'm like wow. <laughs> right. So <laughs> sorry. So yeah. So yeah, we're all growing, right? And uh, ah yeah. leave it. Thank you. So yeah, we're all growing. Thank you. So um sometimes it is so many times, let's look at first Kings 19, 11 to 13. So you know how we say flesh and spirit. When we say flesh, every time it's not about your skin, it's about the canal man led by his desires. right? So um, it's only the canal man that needs chairs to fall down to realize that God is in that room. Right? If there's anything I know that is super important is that we must learn to agree first, that this spirit move, however, we may have termed it. Happens even when there's just teaching. It's in because hey, this thing is so important. It will save you. I've learned it from myself, and it will save you. So that the day that there's a guest minister and did not touch your head, you don't feel left out. And the day that your pastor only taught you and did not lay hands on anybody, you don't feel like not no deliverance was done. And that way you don't undermine the power of God's word because they do not shake hands, they do not shake table, they do not shake chairs. Right? Because I know that typically when we call for typically when you call for crusades, deliverance service, people show up in numbers. But when you say, Okay, let's read the book of this, let's you know take a a big dive into these books, everybody disappears. Right? because we think that it's only for a select few and we think that those ones are more like indomino noodles you cook them fast 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 everything is ready now and the other ones will take longer time but the beautiful scene about it is that when they've delivered you in the church as you are here like this ah the demons are there waiting for you and i'm not joking what did jesus say to the guy that he healed and told him that he should be careful so that's because something, I'm going to paraphrase, about how they come back so to check the space and come back seven times worse than the first. It's literally the state of the man that was literally just delivered. It's what happens. So when you now go back to this, your space and ah that situation that they delivered your mind over, you even felt joy over, you were delivered from, you know, free from, and you felt so free in church, when you go back to your space and the enemy creeps again up in your mind and tells you that mm-hmm, it's not you but Shabi, this happens your pastor is not going to hold your hand that time and do chiropractic with you in fact you're less likely to remember the character brochure in that, that time right so what happens then is that you remember the word of god so you meditate upon the word of god so that it becomes the foundation upon our lives that are built so that we have response so that we have response. Something PT has said I, twice now is that um, strongholds now appear in mental, whatever, whatever, like you know, depression and all of that. I think it's been like that for the longest. It's just more, let me just be more aware now, if you ask me. Right. So, the truth about it is that when you're now in your space, when self doubt creeps in, when fear creeps in, the falling chairs are in church. And thankfully, we don't do mantle here. So I even love it. (laughs) It's not that you now go and say, ah, where's that handkerchief? You now rub your hair to your toe. There's nothing to rub on your body. So at that point, what will you do? You need God's word. Do we see? So we need God's word, right? So it's only the canal man that expects only the move of that, appreciates the move of God because chairs fail. In fact, it's only this canal man that appreciates the move of God only when the anointed man of God or woman of God is speaking to you. What once God has am telling you in your room, what happened to them? They are not good enough. So, again, because we are led by God's Spirit, we expect to be led in every circumstance. Good? Good? Awesome. So, yes, uh, let's go. The Lord said. Go out and stand on the mountain in the presence of the Lord. For the Lord is about to pass by. Then a great and powerful wind tore the mountains apart and shattered the rocks before the Lord. But the Lord was not in the wind. And the wind there was... After the wind, there was an earthquake, but the Lord was not in the earthquake. Next verse. After the earthquake came a fire, but the Lord was not in the fire. And after the fire came a gentle whisper. When Elijah heard it, he pulled his cloak over his face and went out and stood at the mount of the cave. Then a voice said to him, What are you doing, Elijah? So we see here that here, this was OT, where God is even more dramatic, right? He wasn't in the fire. He wasn't in the earthquake. He wasn't in the, in the, in the whirlwind. He wasn't there. All of those had ended. And then we see his voice. Do we see? That God is not always in the gym, gym, gym. He's not always in the dramatic, right? It's not theatrics. So it's not always acting, while showing car with you, right? It's not. It's not always drama. So sometimes we hear God even in our like through our desires, right? So it's important that we're learning how to know God and hear Him better. So sometimes it's as easy to miss it because it's not as heavy, right? And it doesn't always... And sometimes the dramatic may not always begin until we have learned to appreciate the subtle, the gentle, the quiet, right? Um, I remember Supply of the Spirit, Feminist Minister Remy was teaching us about how um, she went from... She was talking about gifts and all of that and how she went from praying, healing, and then catching up on prompts for people in other nations. Right. And she tried to walk us through how it started, how it happened, and even more stories on where they are today. And you realize that it was simply fruit of faithful working with God. I and mean, that's how I interpret it. It was simply the fruit of somebody who simply chose to work faithfully with God, who simply chose to stay with God and allow God to redefine her being. So it was in the little things where um, I remember her saying that, oh, she said she would pray for 10 minutes. After a while, she moved to tops, 20, 25, to 30, like that, like that. Like that it was consistency. and It was just a desire to grow. And then later on, it became the big things, right? So a lot of times, we may not always see the dramatic until we learn to appreciate the subtle ones. We appreciate and see God as he leads us and moves us, even in things that don't look like he's leading, right? Good. Okay. So, First um, Kings eighteen forty-one to forty-four. <laughs> and Elijah said to Ahab, "Go eat and drink, for there is the sound of heavy rain." Mm-hmm. So Ahab went off to eat and drink, but Elijah climbed to the top of the caramel, to the top of Carmel, bent down to the ground and put his face between his knees. Go and look towards the sea, he told his servant. And he went up and looked. There is nothing there, he said. Seven times Elijah said, go back. The seventh time, the servant reported, a cloud as small as a man's hand is rising from the sea. So Elijah said, go and tell Ahab, hitch up your chariot, and go down before the rain stops you. So we see here that first, this is actually a man. That had learned to, first, I mean, then they were moved a lot by signs and these things. But this was a man that had learned to simply trust that God, that he, he didn't have to look as big, right? Quite frankly, because according to what he said, my hand is like this now. So if the cloud was as small as this, I don't know how it looks like rainer, yeah. But but literally this small, right? And for him, that was more than enough. That was more than enough to that, hmm, something, rain is coming, rain is coming, right? The rain is coming. In fact, it even means that if Elijah had outsourced this task to this guy, it would have not happened. Because he would have, if, if Elijah had traveled, for instance, and told him, that, oh, God has said when is coming, go and check, go and check." The girl would have gone to check another seven time, come back and say, "We've not seen it yet." Maybe at the tenth time, when he announced it, very obvious sign, and then it would be too late at that time, right? So yes, um, so we have the anointing to know if the guys in the OT knew what more we we have the anointing to know we have the anointing to expect to know okay, so much help me tapa tapa so we have the anointing to know let's look at john 14:15 to 17 okay if you love me keep my commands next verse and I will ask the Father, and He will give you another Advocate to help you and be with you forever. Seventeen, Spirit of Truth. The world cannot accept Him because it neither sees Him nor knows Him, but you know Him, for He lives with you and will be in you. So we know that we have the Holy Spirit, and with the Holy Spirit comes all the knowing we need. Right. So um, John fourteen. Uh, yeah. John sixteen. 26 to 27. In that day, you will ask in my name. I'm not saying that I will ask the Father on your behalf. No, the Father himself loves you because you have loved me and have believed that I came from God. Next verse, if there is a next verse. I came from the Father and entered the world now i am leaving the world going back to the father this literally where jesus was telling the disciples that he's sending he's not leaving us unhelped and so we have the holy spirit so let's look at first corinthians 2 9, 9 to 16 however as it is written what no eyes has seen what no ears have heard what no human mind has conceived the things god has prepared for those who love him next verse These are the things God has revealed to us by His Spirit. The Spirit searches all things, even the deep things of God. 11. For who knows a person's thoughts except their own spirit within them? In that same way, no one knows the thoughts of God except the Spirit of God. 12. What we have received is not the Spirit of the world, but the Spirit who is from God so that we may understand what God has freely given us. 13. This is what we speak, not in words taught us by human wisdom, but in words taught us by spirits, explaining spiritual realities with spirits taught words. 14. The person without the spirit does not accept the things that come from the spirit of God, but considers them foolishness. I cannot understand them. Because they are discerned only through the Spirit. 15. The person who with the Spirit makes judgment about all things, but such a person is not subject to merely human judgment. 16. For who has known the mind of the Lord, so has him. So we have the mind of Christ. Glory to God. Therefore, we have the anointing to know. 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 So I'm hoping that all of us that are on our phones, we are typing sermon. Okay. So we have the spirit within to teach us and lead us. We have an anointing. Right? We have an anointing to know. Right? Remember, again, he says, "He, he makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside quiet waters. He guides me along the right paths for his name's sake. So even though I walk through the darkest valley, I feel no evil for you are with me. Right? So we have the spirit of God within us. We have the spirit of God within us and even when, you know, in his gentle leadings, in the dramatic leadings that we are aware that we are conscious. Right? So we have the anointing in us to discern we have the anointing in us to judge all things we have the anointing in us to have the spirit of counsel right so God talks and we hear God talks and we hear God talks to me and I hear him right God moves and makes impressions upon my heart and I catch them right i 'm aware so we have the spirit of God within us and we are one with His spirit first Corinthians 617 Let's go, please. But whoever is united with the Lord is one we see in spirits. Romans 8, 14 to 16. Okay. For those who are led by the Spirit of God are the children of God. So it means that because we are children of God, we can expect God to lead us by His Spirit. Fifteen. The Spirit you receive does not make you slaves so that you live in fear again. Rather, the Spirit you receive brought about your adoption to sonship, and by Him we cry, Abba, Father. 16. The Spirit Himself testifies with our spirits that we are God's children. So we know that we are God's children, and that God will lead His children by His Spirit. So we expect to be led. We expect to have answers around us. We expect to see answers. We expect to know answers, right? We expect to, be, to know, we expect to know, we expect to know, right? So we will be led from within. God will lead us by his spirit from within, not by a fleece. So let me explain what a fleece is. So um, God, if you want me to know that this boy, actually my boy, sorry, it's my boy, it's my boyfriend, it's the man you have in plan for me, let him appear at my doorstep with roses, to be precise, red roses with green inner leaves. The stalks have to be pressed gently on his side, and um, the stalks at the bottom, let's say they are cut like two centimeters shorter.
1: Okay, Maybe
0: sounded too precise. Okay, another group of ambiguous ones. Well, God, if you want to know, that this babe is my babe. Today she's wearing orange to church any of us have ever done these things it may not be babe or geisha any of us have been there's say ah god if it's if it is really for me let them send me a whatsapp message by nine o'clock ah god if it's really for me you know let them send me food or if it's really for me let them call me sometimes these things happen yeah. sometimes it happens also. sometimes that's when the babe will not wear orange like sabrina or that's you know these things happen sometimes <laughs> right it does happen sometimes, but that's not how God expects us to be led. Because what if Sabrina wore orange and it's not Sabrina? <laughs> ah, what if the sister was going to wear her orange dress so the orange dress now? So she said, "I'm just wear green and go to church and I miss your babe because she didn't wear orange." Ah. what if the guy? Does not even know how to buy flowers. And so you missed it because of that. Wow. <laughs> so that's not how we expect to be led. That's not how we expect to be led. And in fact, don't be don't choose, don't fall into the temptation of wanting to be led by fleeces. That they work sometimes does not mean that they are always right. The devil can influence outcomes too. now. Are we not aware? Ah uh-uh. ah, that's the day that one sister that's clearly not God's will for you. You now wear orange wig, orange dress, orange shoe, orange socks. You say, "Come and argue it." I'm like, ah uh-uh. ah. In fact, you see her. What's your name? It must be confirmation, cause you're God's will for me. <laughs> Something like that. <laughs> Something like that. And then down the line, I say, "God, I know that this is your will." I'm gonna be like, ah. Uh. <laughs> OK, but <laughs> that's not my will for you. So the enemy can, I can put together outcomes as well. It's not a puzzle. Just move this, move this, move this. it's a puzzle now. As if you want to play games, OK? So be careful not to do fleeces so you don't enter trouble. Don't enter trouble, right? Or, um, God, if this job is really for me, ah. Let them call me by 12 minutes. Let him send me a message by 12 minutes. That it works sometimes does not, make it the, does not make it proper. Does not make it the way a child of God should be led. You want to as much as possible. Eh? Reduce the barrier of, like, the possibility of risky judgment. So you want to run, operate from a place that you are certain of, which is our leading by the Holy Spirit, the word of God. Right? God's spoken word, God's written word, God's spirit within us. But not from a, circu- from a place where we have chosen the circumstances by ourselves. Do you see? So you want to be careful. So please, don't choose your babe or your bro- boyfriend because you, know, you are you told God he will wear green, green pants today and that's how I know he's my man or something like that. Because I promise you, uh, that's the fact that he went to NYCPOP. <laughs> and he's trolling with the green. With the green. <laughs> and you'll be shocked. it's not God's will for it. And then you live in dilemma. God, but I thought it was His will for, your will for me, right? I saw all the signs. What signs do you see? Green. Green, <laughs> <laughs> green light. <laughs> so let's be careful in these things, right? I mean, here, a lot of us, we are all in that place where relationships have become more important. Romantic relationships have become more important. Oh, so I'm not talking to you. Where romantic... No, I... he's shaking his head. starts to tell him. <laughs> you two, you know. <laughs> so, literally, we've all become in that place where they are important. Where relationships have become important. Every type of relationship, to be honest. But let's talk about romantic ones. Where it's now important for you to open your two eyes. And decide what you are doing with your life, and who you are choosing to spend your forever with, right? So it's now very important. Don't go and outsource it. So the, ah, then there are the dreamers among us. Ah, yeah, 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 yeah. Those of us that sleep and dream, be careful. Be very careful. They now see the brother in your dream. In the dream, he gave you flowers. He even knew your name. He walked up to you in the dream, fresh kid and called your name and then let's say he said maybe you're my love or something i'm guessing and then you wake up and say ah god god God, that was word 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 this <laughs> is spiritual spiritual husband okay so even when we have dreams even when we have dreams we must test them by the word of god personally my personal approach to dreams is i try not to take it to personal i try to trash them i try not to Try not to take them too seriously. Because I try to reduce the risk by which I may get error. So I try not to take it too serious until like, oh, this, I feel this you know, really, really nudging my heart mm, on this matter. OK, maybe there's something there, bad or good. Maybe there's something there. Maybe there's something to see. Maybe there's something to be aware of there. But if not, I try not to take them too personal, too seriously. Right? Unless, sometimes I just know that oh, this is important. I should pay attention to so stuff like that. So, not by dreams and by visions, right? So, God gives us dreams, but how many of us grew up? When, you know this Michael Jackson song where he turns from a human to a wolf? Can't remember, thriller. I, I, I hated that thing as a child, Jesus. And my parents, my siblings, everyone in my family is be... Like, the, we were the biggest MJ fans. So every day, they they'll play that particular movie. And that's music. I was going to hide under the bed. So I remember one time, growing up, I started having dreams about the scary parts. So I wake up, and I was screaming from my sleep. And I started to remember that I'm seeing Ojuju in my dream, and all of that. So I remember somebody came to the house and told me I was a witch growing up, because I was seeing three lines in my dream. But fun fact is, I, was, I simply was seeing what I'd been watching. So it's not unlikely, too, that horror movies reproduce in your sleep. Let's be honest, Shah, you're, if we are going to go all down the line of science, right, It's the fact that even while you sleep, your brain is putting together memories. If you're going to go down that entire line of science, your brain is putting together memories, right? So sometimes your brain is helping you place a memory from four years ago to three years ago. I think I like to think I was very fancy to me. But it doesn't always make it your reality. I mean, I've dreamt of of Girls, and this is not a joke. I have dreamt I'm not even, I dreamt of PowerPoint Girls one time and the girl in pink, that pretty one, she was talking to me and she was lost so much. Chip chip all of that in my face. And I woke up feeling different, right? <laughs> so <laughs> I woke up feeling very empowered. Ah I woke up feeling like, bro, anybody will come near me. <laughs> you know. Well, quite frankly, we can be led by dreams, but that's not how we must insist on being led and look lean in to be led, right? So you want to scan everything, test everything by God's spirit. Even good prophecies, yes, it's not only the bad things, even good prophecies, sometimes some words are correct, but not timely. think of some i don't give a personal example so let's just say for instance now um you're serving in church and then somebody comes and gives you words that this brother that's your unity is going to be your husband and this is correct this is true but he's in a relationship at the moment ah you know start setting leg for the babe so that and I start even praying and spending time, I was God. Ha, he's, he's going to stop looking beautiful in his eyes. I rebuke everything. This is this, 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 this is this. This my man. You start you start living in the reality of this is my man. I'm sure this thing happens, right? We know it happens. We're the reality of this is my man. And meanwhile, most likely, it was not going to happen five years down the line. quite frankly. So it was correct, but it wasn't yet time. And because as humans, we like one plus one equals two fast, fast. We are now, you're not putting them together. And then you're spoiling a good thing. You're spoiling a good thing. You're spoiling a good thing. So sometimes, sometimes even, we have to even test even good professors, right? Because sometimes it's not yet time. Sometimes it's not yet mature for the environment that's going to take you, which is maybe our years or people. That's type of things. So not even in the third person. Right, not even, not even third person. Meaning, not even through me, not even through your other pastors, not even through PT alone. Right? Um, You can't expect that on the guy matter of who you're going to marry, or the job you're going to choose, that PT is going to be led for you. Ah, I'll be honest. I know people do this thing. Particularly, go and meet your pastor to counsel on that matter, so that you take it as God's word for your life. Be careful. This thing. I'm not lying. Am I? It happens now. We do it. Particularly, you know that there are two boys in your life that like you. Now I can say, ah, Pastor, these two boys like me. So that Pastor can now say, ah, this boy has sense. Pastor has said boy has sense. That's the boy. Right? And you're wrong with it. Forgetting to that. first of all, Pastor is not even aware that you're playing, you are playing a game with him as the, as you know, the pawn that you're moving about. He's not aware. So he's simply freely having a conversation with you, hoping that you have enough wisdom to go and sink right? Again, it's not impossible that utterance happens, right? But you can't expect that that's the primary source of your hearing from God, right? It's not out of place to, now, you're, you like somebody, or somebody says he likes you, or somebody likes you, so you start going about, you know, asking your pastors, asking their pastors, ah, who is this guy? How is he in church? If you know somebody else, how is this person? Who is he to you? How does it behave? It's very, very good behavior. It's, in fact, shows that you have sense. Right, because you won't see everything, right? But you should know that while you're asking people, you're checking within, right? You're confirming. So it's like you're testing what, even, what you think God has said. Okay, God has said, this is the guy, right? Or this is the babe. You're going about asking her friends, how is she? Oh? Does she drink blood? What is she like? What's her behavior like? It's true now. It's important. <laughs> it's important. Is she a good friend? What is she like? ah, what is she like? How is she? Right? What is she like? In church, how is she? Does she serve well? Right? Does she serve? Is she stubborn? You know, those things, you go around asking, but it's important that your heart is also checking with God, giving it to God in prayer, spending time over that matter in prayer. And something PT has said many times is that it's not, you are not... you're not paying attention to God before. It's now when... You know, it's in this marriage matter that God used to speak to all of us. So it's when we want to marry that God usually speaks. So before marriage, oh, everybody's all right, we're fine. Then when it's not time to like a boy, God said. So clearly, you want to have shown, you know, spend time learning even the God said, testing the God said. And you've realized a lot of times that what God said sometimes is I said, if we're honest, if we're very honest. Sometimes a lot of our Godself find out that hmm, let me talk. I'm not talk We find out later on. Sometimes we find out that our I said is even God said, right? So you want to have built character in learning how to understand God's word. So let's do um, Luke one one to four. Luke one one to four. Okay. So many have undertaken to draw up an account of the sins that have been fulfilled among us. Next verse. Just as they were handed down to us by those who from the first were eyewitnesses and servants of the world. Next verse. With this in mind, since I myself have carefully... No, no, no. Okay, let's do this. Since I myself have carefully investigated everything from the beginning, I too decided to write an orderly account for you. Let's do NKJV. Chapter, verse 3, NKJV. Okay. Beautiful. It seemed good to me also, having had perfect understanding of all things from the very first, to write to you an orderly account, most excellent Theophilus. So it means that here, Luke, a doctor, wrote the entire book of Luke, and we think Acts as well, the entire book of Luke, actually, just because it seemed good to him. So... What this means actually is that it's not every time that God we will hear God actually tell us move. A typical example, Shah, you are walking down the road. God is not going to tell you to not throw trash in, you know, right on the road. He's not going to say, ah, don't throw trash there. Right? So it means that as we spend time with God, our desires become more filtered to the point where we simply manifest God's desires. We simply even desire what He desires. And it doesn't always feel like he said. So it means that it's OK to take initiative in the right direction. It's OK to say, mm, I'm going to explore that new course. It's OK to say, mm, I'm going to try this new skill. It can Particularly for I me, mean, I like to check everything with God. But like, I'm learning that it's OK to actually check, take initiative to trash some things and to pick up some things right because i have god's spirit within me right so i must learn to trust the renewed mind that i have right and so sometimes it will simply seem good to us it will simply seem good to you to take a new course it will simply seem good to you to like that brother it will simply seem good to you to apply for that new job. It will simply seem good to you to add those skills. It will simply seem good to you to plan your routine better. It will simply seem good to you to start running, to start going to the gym, right? When you check these things, you see they are not bad things, Abby. But sometimes you can waste time in waiting for God to say, go and take that course. Do you get? So sometimes it's okay that it feels like our own desires as well, right? Um, so desires are not and then sometimes when we feel like they are big decisions, we need to just spend more time in prayer, check in and the more that you spend time in prayer, it filters out if it's meant to stay, it stays if not, it just filters out so desires are not wrong, God wants us to have ambitions, God wants us to desire much more much more than our hearts could think, ask or imagine right, that's what Ephesians 3 says He wants us to desire even much more He wants us to be even more... Like, we think that we're ambitious. God is like, be more ambitious. Want more. Want more. Want more out of your life. Want more out of your life. And it's not carnal or unrighteous to like the thank you so much. It's not carnal or unrighteous to desire the things that don't look spiritual. Some of us have come from places where we think that God's biggest desires for us will only start and end in church or church-like things like, oh, you're going to say, be an evangelist, go to Israel, go to... Beautiful. It's a noble life. It's a noble life. It is a noble life. It's a noble life to be, be part of the fivefold. It's a noble life, right? However, right, even in those things that don't look like that, right, God desires us to want more out of life. God wants us to be more ambitious than we currently are. So, let's look at um, Psalm 37, 3-6. Okay. Trust in the Lord and do good. Dwell in the land and enjoy safe pasture. Four. Take delight in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. Whose desires? Desires of my heart. Five. Commit your ways to the Lord. Trust in him and he will do this. Six. He will make your righteous reward shine like the dawn. Your vindication like the noonday and so So God expects us to launch into more, right? And because we know we are acting from a place of a renewed mind, a heart that trusts in God, working faithfully with God, we can expect that our desires are being purified. Our desires are being filtered, right? So uh, it's funny that we've heard about people that say things like, or have grown up in places where they say that, If you desired it then it's not god's will for you right yes i've heard it if like for it to be god's will means that let's say for instance i desire i want a benz i really like chevy so i like i want a chevy right and because i desired something that big right it doesn't make sense that that's god's will therefore god's will must be that i want something else lesser right but that's incorrect right that's incorrect god did not play small when he made the world. Look at, I mean, it doesn't look like nice now. And I understand there's pollution. Right? But God did not play small. So it's not, is anti-God to think that he wants us to play in a small group. Do we get, do we get. So um, let's look at Galatians 4.18 and we'll stop there. To be zealous, provided the purpose is good. And to be... To... Yes. So it is fine to be zealous, provided the purpose is good. So today, basically, God is telling us to take initiative, right? It is easier to steer a car that is moving than one that is stationary. It's easier to come back, it's easier to say, the car is moving, we can reverse, track our steps and go back. But the car is packed. Ah, what do you want to do? You need to start the car all over, right? But if you're in motion, it's easier to, you know, go left, go right, reverse, and do roundabouts and all of that, right? So um, think upon your think upon your heart and yeah. So what are those things that God has said you should do? Well, because He's not screaming at you, you haven't done them. Think about it too, and note them down, and do them. And do them, right? The fact that he did not say... In fact, I get, personally, I get very worried when God is screaming things at me. It means that, ah, I'm saying it. That's how I... In fact, when God is screaming things at me and then a third person, a person comes to tell me, Eesh. he has been saying it. For me, for me, it means that, hey, he has been trying to catch my attention for a long time on this matter. That's me. Right? So, what is God saying to you? to do, but you're like, mm, it does not look that deep. Mm, it does not look like going to Israel to preach the gospel. Right? It doesn't look that deep. Right? Don't, let us learn to not what's the word they emphasize, because it doesn't look that deep. Because by the time it looks that deep, it may be because you know, you have spent too much time not doing it. And God is like, Aunty, you're not listening, move already. Or uncle, you're not listening, move already. Right? So God expects us to be people of initiatives. God expects us to take initiatives. And he's fine with it. He's okay with it. He's okay with it. Sometimes it is in the support. You're a child of God. So you have God's Spirit. He's with you, right? So sometimes it's even, sometimes you take steps. Anybody can relate. You take the steps and realize that, ah, God is with me in this one. Anybody. Anybody. Then sometimes, at times he tells you to take the step. Then you take the step. But there's times that you just woke up and you're taking a step and you just realize that, ah, God is with me in this one. And He clearly affirms those steps as, yeah, I'm with you here. Do we see? So, and even if you made a mistake, right? Even if you made a mistake, you can trust that God is too so faithful to let your naivety, right, lead you to a point where, you're, where you make mistakes that are unrecoverable. Do you understand what I just said? Like, God is too faithful to allow mistakes that we made from I did not know that was in your will to be, to be too bad enough to harm us. So again, you come back and, you know, remind us, no, get out of there, leave there, stop this, don't do that. You know, cut off those people, things like that. So guys, there's any, you know, uh, yeah, basically, if we delight in God, his will will become our will. I know how we say and very spiritual prayers, like, God, I want your will to be my will. And that's beautiful and noble, right? But because we are God's children, steadily gazing on him, right, the more we behold, we become. Right? And a lot of times, the becoming said that we say every time. It's not, we should know it's not physical becoming. Your head is not going to grow longer or anything. It's the mind of Christ, the renewed mind of Christ, that we are becoming, we are thinking like God on that matter, we are seeing like God on that matter, we are expecting like God like on that matter, we are seeking God's face on that matter. Do we get? So, guys, in this, in this week, we are learning that God's will for us, right, sometimes it's not loud voices, sometimes it's not... Does not have to sound like, you know, noise. Sometimes it's quiet, sometimes it's peaceful. Sometimes it's quiet, sometimes it's peaceful, right? And it's fine. And then sometimes it's our desires, and it's okay. Are we good? Good? Okay. Um, okay, so let's do, I'm coming, I'm sorry. That's the efficiency one. Let's raise. and revelation that I know you better lay bak suthe branda shatala bagadosa so my eyes they see my ears they hear my heart perceives and I understand ale bak suthe baro shatala badu sikitishorami Pleasing you in every good way and every good thing. Thank you, Father, because yes, we live in the renewed mind. We live with our renewed minds. We live aware that we are your sons. For in Jesus' name we have prayed. Amen. We hope you were blessed by that sermon. Cheers to growth and global impact. Feel free to contact us via our social media platform at This Green Church. And do join us every Sunday by 9 a.m. and Wednesday by 6 p.m. to be a part of our family. Remember, you are that saviour. You are light and life to your world.